The Olympics have just closed up in Japan, and it seems like the the IOC have found interest in introducing esports as an official sport where countries will have teams representing them. Would this be part of the 2024 Paris Olympics? Unfortunately, it won't be, or as far as information that I could find, won't be an official sport in the 2024 Paris Olympics, but it will be included as a medaled sport in the Asian Games 2022. So just one step closer for esports to get into, you know, more of a um, traditional sporting environment. I mean, in Japan this year, if you think about uh There were three new sports brought in, surfing, skateboarding and climbing, which seems to be deliberately chosen to appeal to a younger audience. And if there's a younger audience that needs to be uh, reached, they are online, they're digital and they're playing games. So I hope the IOC is paying attention and hopefully one day we'll see, you know, some of my favorite esports stars and some of the up and comers being able to compete in in a medaled Olympic event. How it's going to be structured or anything, I can't answer but very exciting. I've been looking at the recent trends and there's a popular game that's taking over right now and it's called the Splitgate. What's that all about? Because I noticed that it also crashed at some point because of the amount of people flooding it. Splitgate is on fire. It's a new, well, not so new, but free-to-play, multiplayer, first-person shooter game. Over the last weekend, experienced the highest concurrent players on Steam um, with approximately, I think it was an average of 67,000 players on any given time, with almost 60,000 on August 8 alone. Uh, it combines elements of Halo, multiplayer and portal gameplay, and recently was so popular the servers have struggled to hold up with some users waiting up to 19 minutes in queues just to log in and play. I mean, if we're talking, you know, supply and demand or just demand, Splitgate is really, um, really blowing up. It just seems like everybody is playing it. I even had a call with a team member in the UK earlier this morning. And while we were talking about work stuff, he was playing Splitgate. It seems to be not only addictive, but very fun to watch as well if you're not playing. So it's like Halo and Overwatch put together, according to him. Search and destroy and with player controlled portals, which is quite a fun, um, you know, quite a fun sort of element. So if you're into like first person shooter games, search and destroy with a high flying multi-dimensional sort of combat, then I recommend Splitgate Beta. You can find it on Steam. What's the latest update from App Annie in regards to the recent announcement that gamers are bringing in 1 million US dollars each month? Is that even true? They say that in the first half of 2021, consumers for mobile gamers or consumers in mobile games spent $1.7 billion every week on both iOS and Google Play purchases. That's $1.7 billion every single week globally. And... I mean, if this trend is anything to go by, it's on track to generate more than 120 billion rand this year, which is 40% up on pre-pandemic 2019 numbers. Very, very, very scary. What's even scarier and very exciting at the same time is in this first half of 2021, where $1.7 billion was spent per week, an average of 800 mobile games reached a you know, a threshold of $100 million each month themselves, which is a 6% year-over-year increase, as well as a 25% increase on 2019 numbers. Top three games being Roblox, Genshin Impact, and Honor of Kings. And it just speaks into the fact that we're definitely experiencing a period of intense growth for the medium as demand for mobile games continues to grow. And this demand is quite... It's interesting to look at how 
In the mobile gaming teardown report from App Annie, hypercasual games made up over or make up over 40% of the most downloaded subgenres. So the big question here is how accurate are these numbers and what are your thoughts on such spending? So App Annie as a mobile data firm is a very respected uh, product in the market. So in, in terms of how accurate these numbers are, I think I believe they'd be they will they are as accurate as we'll as we'll see. What are my thoughts on such spending? It's mind-blowing to think, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what $120 billion looks like. I couldn't draw you a room that showed that in cash. So it's huge, huge, huge numbers, but they are driven by quantity of players. So a everyday gamer, you know, maybe playing, like I said earlier, hyper-casual, hyper-casual games, putting a couple of dollars in here and there for an in-app purchase doesn't seem like a lot of money when you're you're an individual, but rank that up to millions and millions and millions and millions of individuals putting a couple of dollars here and there and it makes sense that 1.7 billion dollars is spent every week and that's only on mobile games so it's 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 a terrifying thought to think but digital gamers or the digital gaming world is slowly slowly not even slowly let's be honest yeah it's it's fast it's it's fast approaching it's fast going to take over a lot of a lot of more traditional sports in my opinion i'm not um you know I'm not shouting or you know screaming gospel over here, but the industry itself is is growing, one of the fastest in the world. And what I love about it is that the nerds are finally taking over.